0: Welcome to another episode of Smells Like Radio. I am your host, Jeff Wiles. On today's episode, I talk to a friend and colleague, a young Buddhist who has traveled the world, lived all over, has found and lost love. That's right. This episode, we're talking to Carolina G. Lamous. Carolina had me over to her brand new Upper East Side apartment, and we talked love. Previously in the week, I had helped her move into this brand new apartment, and uh, it's a lovely space. Worth mentioning, however, that where we recorded was a few stories above a very busy avenue. So you may hear cars coming and going, or a faint police siren in the distance. That's just the city, baby. That is the city's heartbeat. So that was a good time. But I want to know, how are you celebrating Valentine's Day? And... How are you celebrating Black History Month? Um, I'm asking because I'm not certain I know how. (laughs) I find myself single and a white guy this February. So it's a bit of a confusing month for me. I want to take part in the festivities. I just, I'm not sure quite how. So if you have any suggestions, call in. The lines are open. Did you hear the news about the the chalk candy hearts with little messages on them, bankrupt, out of business. Nobody is buying condensed sugar like we used to. That's sad news. Who didn't grow up with that? I mean, I mean, a bunch of kids nowadays, but all of my friends, we all grew up passing those to girls thinking like this is the move. You give her an obvious, I want you candy. And then if she accepts you're in. That was that was my big plan for the Valentine's Day. Maybe a sucker, too. Ooh, shit, kid. You get a sucker and a little confection heart? What were those called? That's well, probably why they're out of business. Nobody <laughs> knows where they come from. What are those? I heard that people are buying them on eBay, which is, you know, pretty sad, but... Good for you guys, whoever's out there making that hustle, hustling this Valentine's Day, trying to get rich off of dime store candy, living that American dream. Speaking of the American dream, some very exciting news. Some friends and I have gotten together and we will be putting on our own comedy show in the Lower East Side at Lucky Jack's, March 14th at 8 p.m. We got a show, baby, a live show. This is going to be a fun one. Come out and see me. I'll be doing a set, of course. There's going to be a few other comics on the show. It's going to be a good time. You guys are getting the first scoop on this. We don't even have a flyer made, but I couldn't wait to tell the pod the exciting news. So come on down March 14th to Lucky Jacks. That is a Thursday at 8 p.m. Come check your boy out. I will be there on stage telling you jokes. So come check it out. Who do you miss most this Valentine's Day? Is there anyone out there you get sentimental for? I'll tell you who I miss. One of my first greatest loves. Aaliyah. Ugh. R.I.P. You know, everybody wants to shit on R. Kelly. And rightfully so. But I was hating on that dude so long ago. I was hating on that dude the second that Aaliyah wasn't on the market. I was like, fuck this guy. I knew he was a pedophile in that moment. Everybody you know, with the outrage with the piss tape, that was like a redemption for me. I was like, see, I told you I was onto something. You took Aaliyah, you motherfucker. It's time to pay. You could have pissed on 10 girls on a couch. You took Aaliyah? That was a young white kid's dream was to wife up Aaliyah. Hate that dude. But no, we cannot focus on the hate. This month, it is about spreading love. Love for the past, love for the black history, love for each other, all the love. They say love is the answer, and I'm starting to think they're on to something. So grab somebody close. Get nostalgic, baby, for the love episode of Smells Like Radio. Miss you, Aaliyah. She used to school me from the train station Have a smoothie in the I I the whip. She didn't care about the reach From the long free to Long Beach And now, a word from our sponsor. I want to take a minute and say I'm sorry. Sorry for how we have mistreated you. Worst of all, we betrayed your trust. That's why I'm here today, making you a promise. We will not get caught again. Back. Back, Wells Fargo, we are trying. Thank you, G. And that's our news. Heavy psychology. We're talking about a subject that is important to parents everywhere. The subject, sex education. An ejaculation in your sleep is called a seminal emission or nocturnal emission. Welcome to the show. Would you like to introduce yourself to the people?
1: Yeah. Hi, I'm Carolina. Uh, I've worked with uh, Jeff and I make coffee and criticize art, basically.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you make art too. You're an artist. Uh, You're secretly an artist. Sometimes. I just just recently discovered your secret Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) Which we will be promoting. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh,
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, but I've been doing that like anonymously for a while and... Yeah, but I'm pretty shy about it. It, Yeah, you found out and I didn't even want you to find out.
0: Yep, sucker, got you. Also, a practicing Buddhism every once in a while?
1: Yeah, I've been into Buddhism for quite a while. I think um, it's been like eight years now, so feeling old. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I got very casually into it and I've been going to uh, different temples around the world just to practice a little bit every now and then meditation, which I haven't done in a while, but...
0: What a perfect guest to talk to. Love. Talking about love.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, actually, like Buddhism is about, well, basically love and compassion. So, yeah, it's very, very related. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hold on, I was like, I'm gonna close this window here. Yeah. Did. Back in the mix. Do you remember the first time you fell in love? Like, what was your first love? <sighs> I'll give you an example. Mine was Jasmine,
1: Jasmine from Aladdin. Oh, <laughs> that was the first time I think I ever
0: experienced love. I was like, "This, this girl." <laughs> well, I want to be good for you, Jasmine,
1: <laughs> please. Since I was very, very young, I've always been very romantic. So I was just falling in love with a lot of characters from like, from like uh, TV shows, even also cartoons. Um, I've also read all my life like novels and stuff. So I think I was just falling in love with every single cute human being that would cross my life. <laughs> exactly. But then like I would fall crazy in love for them and then I would forget about them when I would find another one. Yeah. So yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of flavor of the week situations. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was like this very cute guy. Well, actually it's, he's not even I when whenever I saw him not long ago, he's not even that cute, but he had blue eyes and oh, I was crazy shit. about that. But that was like the first one. I remember we had, it was the first time that we were like texting people mm-hmm. and every text was like 20 cents or something. And I was spending all my money, my credit money, just texting him. And I was like, why is he not replying? And I would text him like, do you get my message? Please can you reply. And I was like, I'm so needy, but I don't care. He <laughs> loves me. But yeah, he never did. <laughs> but then I, I got over him. and.
0: So do you think there's a difference between... Um- like the kind of love you give to like a guy versus the kind of love you would give to a girl?
1: Yeah, I think it is, definitely. Because I think when it comes to a girl, we relate much more. And when it comes to a guy, well, me being a girl, obviously, it's more, more much more mysterious. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of, you know, falling in love into the unknown and wanting to have answers back when you're giving something. But I think that's also when when we're very young, I think as we grow older, we realize that it's just about giving love no matter what. Obviously, if you're straight or gay, it doesn't, well, it doesn't really matter. It's just about giving love to whoever you want to give love to. Yeah. I think. And then you just kind of like, I don't know, become one somehow, which of course can be kind of dangerous Mm. in the long run because that's how people get their hearts broken.
0: I guess let's put a pin in the heartbreak for a second. I want to come back around to that. But as far as like becoming one, like, have you noticed, have you ever seen a couple that they've been together for so long that they start looking the same? Oh yeah. Isn't that weird?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is, it is so weird. I mean, I've been there, I've seen friends that have been there, I've seen like, even my brothers, like they're always fighting but they're always fight about the same things. And whenever I have an argument with my brother, he is like his wife. So it's just funny or me like I know with my boyfriend we spend so much time together that our conversations just like I know whenever he touches a topic with someone I know exactly what he's gonna say because I think the same and we've had the same conversation, you know for a while
0: Yeah, after a while you you kind of line up in a a frequency of sorts Yeah Yeah, Yeah, I think that's why um, if we can wrap around back to heartbreak I think maybe that's probably why it hurts so much is because you have been in this place of vulnerability and safety yeah and then once it uh, comes crumbling down it's very hard do you remember the first um heartbreak that you experienced
1: yeah well I think I, I had like some heartbreak tests in my life that I just got over uh I got over them like really fast but I think like the most painful one was a couple of years ago But now when I look back, obviously back in the day, like it just hurt so much. And Mm. I didn't have a job either. And I was, I think it was not just about the guy, but it was just about like, it's not about the person, but what the person represents. And because it can represent a moment in your life, it can represent a routine, it can represent something that you're trying to hold on to. And to me, it represented you know the end, i i met this guy traveling and i think uh it was just our break represented also the end of my days traveling you know wow yeah yeah so i think i mean this obviously has taken me a while to uh to understand but i think it hurt so much because obviously it was the end of an era but it was the end of so many things that i was linking to him yeah. so yeah but i remember i couldn't wake up like till like two in the afternoon i wouldn't have breakfast i would just like smoke so much cigarettes uh i think i was just i couldn't focus on anything really and i remember everyone would tell me i was like oh my god i'm never gonna meet anyone i hate this i'm gonna be alone forever i even made a pact with a friend and we said okay we're just gonna if by 40 we're both single we're just gonna like Move in together and like I don't know, go to Thailand, get like twenty cats, and we'll we'll be happily ever after. <laughs> and the um, backup plan. Yeah, definitely. She was like kind of. I mean, we were when we met. We were both happily single,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we're very good friends. And it's like it's a backup plan, but it's also a beautiful backup plan. You know, everyone was telling me you will get over it. You will meet someone. You're so young. I was twenty four back then, I think, or twenty five, and I was like, no. Like you don't understand my pain.
0: So funny, right?
1: Yeah, but at the same time, we all go through that, and you know, and it's fine. And the and at the end of the day, you get over it.
0: It's kind of crucial too, right, to the human experience. Oh yeah. You kind of have to love and lose love.
1: Yeah. So sometimes when I talk about this with other people, I'm like, ah, that's a kind of pain that I don't wish to anyone in the like anyone in the world because it's so painful and it's just so 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 deep. Yeah. But at the same time that thing at least that experience it changed me like I used to be a bitch to guys and even guys that I was in relationships with but uh (laughs) did you
0: turn your phone on silent for Christ's sake? that's
1: what I did um (laughs) yeah so um what was I saying
0: you used to be a bitch (laughs) oh yeah so
1: (laughs) I used to be a bitch but since like when I got my heart broke and I was like from now on, I'm going to be the most honest person in the world with everyone else and with myself. Mm. Which then, of course, it can. some people can can think that that's bitchy because I remember I was going out with a guy for just a couple of months back then and he was like, oh, I want to do this. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. He's like, can you try? And I was like, no, I, I really don't want to try, which is like a very aggressive honesty and i was like i have no feelings for you have no feelings for me let's just hang out and you know i mean it's that can be hard to hear yeah but then at the same time i felt so good because i was like i'm just being honest and i'm also being honest with myself if i wanted something with someone i'm just gonna say it right and eventually
0: living your truth as they say
1: yeah which that it can be definitely difficult i think but then with time you just learn to I think to be honest with the other people, but the most important thing when it comes to love and really anything in life, is to be honest with yourself and be true to whatever you are.
0: Well, here's, here's a, a good question for the moment. What, what do you think love does for us?
1: I think it motivates you. I think it gives you strength to do a lot of things that you wouldn't do if you if you would be on your own. It pushes you to be better uh for someone else. It has made me a better person, definitely, and I've done things that that I wouldn't have
0: done before. I would say you definitely learn f- a lot about yourself through love in a in a way that nothing really else can teach you that. Yeah. Does that totally. make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you open up so much to someone else that you end up it's almost like going to therapy. If you open if you open up so much, mm. if you're having conversations with this other person that is kind of like an extension of your own self. Of course, you're going to end up talking about very deep stuff and the other person is going to ask questions because the other person is curious about you. And I think at the end of the day you're going to find answers that you wouldn't have found on your own. Yeah, I remember um, when I first moved to the city, um, I was going on these very, like, silly dates, and I was like, yeah, I'm never seeing this guy again, bye. And then... (laughs) And I was planning only to stay in here for a couple of months, and then I met my current boyfriend, and... yeah and i was like i started doing things that i wouldn't have done on my own like finding a stable life you know or like staying in the city for him because i basically stayed in this city and in this country for him and i definitely felt that i was falling in love i felt that like we spent a couple like we had like three or four dates and i was like what is happening to me? I was like... <laughs> you get,
0: like, nervous? You're yeah. Like, I was, oh, fuck, here it comes.
1: I was, like... I was so nervous every time we were gonna go on a date. And I was, like... Yeah, I was nervous. But I was super excited. And I wanted to... I was... Okay, something basic. I was focusing on him having a good time when we went out. Mm-hmm. When before, it was just, like, I want to have a good time. Like, I don't care what you do. I, I want to have a good time. Right. And I definitely fell how I was just caring so much for him. And then I wanted to be better for him because I wanted him to be with me. Powerful. Yeah. And then when the first time that, I don't remember who said it first, that I think we said it kind of like at the same time because he was feeling exactly the same when He told me, I'm falling in love with you. I was like, shit, me too. I was Uh... like, damn it. But I think it's a beautiful feeling because just feel like, oh my God, I don't need anything else in life. I'm happy just with whatever I have and whatever I don't have.
0: It is, po- it is possible for a girl to have a seminal emission too and she may dream of having some physical contact in her sleep.
1: As, as you get to know the person, you also get to know like their ghosts and like their fears and how they're not perfect but then it's it's a matter of accepting that and saying okay I I still love you and I'm still gonna go for that and I still I don't know I want to get to know you and I and I want us both to be happy but I think it takes a lot of work and even even now that we've been together for a while I think you're always in this state of vulnerability which makes it which I think It can be like a downside, but I think it also makes it so powerful. Mm -hmm. But you know, in Buddhism, coming back to that... No, it's perfect. Yeah, in Buddhism, so it's all basically about love and compassion, right? When it comes to love, in Buddhism, it's also about not being fully attached to things. But that doesn't mean, you know, not caring about anything else in the world or anyone else in the world. I think it's the opposite. It's caring about everything and it's caring about all beings and all things on earth because everything is an extension of you. (coughs) And when it comes to a relationship, it's very hard to find a balance because you want the other person to be yours. Because when you're in a relationship, that's kind of like what it means, like you're mine and I'm yours. Love is, well, as we said, is one of the most powerful things. And whenever it goes away, a part of you dies, of course
0: nice Nice. yeah well thanks for having me over this is fun
1: yeah this is fun insightful yeah
0: (laughs) do you want to plug anything your instagram plug your
1: instagram my art instagram is uh so well you're gonna see it like written somewhere here (laughs) yeah but anyway check out my art instagram and my personal instagram i'll be there
0: yeah 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 yeah, and spread love, you motherfuckers.
1: Happy Valentine's to everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Stick it in, push it out. Stick it in, push it
1: out. Stick it
0: in, push it out. And that is the show. If you liked it, you know what to do. Subscribe and five star review. If you have a friend, Make sure you share the show with them if you think they'd enjoy it. If you don't have a friend, um, that's a tough break, man. That is, whew, I feel for you, dude. Happy Black History Month. Get out there and learn something about the past, the real past, okay? None of this whitewash shit. How have you been celebrating Black History Month? I'm not even sure how you're supposed to celebrate. You know, I'm doing comedy in Harlem. Does that count? I feel like that should count. I don't know. Hit me up on Twitter if you know how to properly celebrate Black History Month. Reach out to the show. And while you're at it, check out Carolina's art page on Instagram. It's, uh, it's worth a look. She's really beautiful line work. I'm really It's very zen, you know what I mean? It was very cool. And to end the show, I will read you the inscription on the book that Carolina left me with titled Essays in Love. I was really excited when she gave me this book because I thought maybe it was a gay novella, Essays in Love. But no, it's just letters about love. So, an inscription here written by her friend to her. Dear Carolina, thanks for giving me the best experience with novelty, danger, and beauty. Wow. Wow. Well I'm not gonna lie, that makes it sound even more like a gay novella, but that is beautiful nonetheless. Happy Black History Month. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to Frick Nasty. Boing Yoang and Boy sticks. Showing Loang and show me shit.
1: first big one? Um, I think my first big one was middle school.